Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina Kahn. I'm Grace Ball. And I'm Michael Hardison. I would love to present something to y'all today. Maybe like a week or two ago, I felt I was just like overwhelmed with a passion to research this subject. Um, so I went like deep down an, an internet rabbit hole. And by rabbit hole, I mean like two websites, maybe three. Extensive. <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught before by telling people I've gone down the rabbit hole and they're like, you don't know how deep it goes. <laughs> something just got, I don't remember. Maybe I like saw something on the internet, but I was, I just needed uh, all at once. I was like, I need to figure out what is the deal with comic stands. I need to understand how did we get here and why yeah. are people using this font? all over the place, maybe in places where it doesn't belong. Wow, I'm so excited to learn about this history. So Comic Sans is like probably one of the most divisive fonts out there. Like there's a lot of opinions about Comic Sans. Mike, I know that like we, you're the designer and like we definitely talk about like avoiding Comic Sans. Is that is that right? Like, ha, like where would you maybe put Comic Sans? Nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have Comic Sans Annihilator on my business card for, you know, have it there <laughs> oh, yeah. for a reason. No reason. That's right, right here. It's like staring right at me, your business card. Right. It's so funny. So I definitely have my own very strong feelings about it. He has opinions, you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you know the history of Comic Sans, Mike? I do. I am um, a little bit older uh, and I was. You were there when it was written? I was there when it was written. I was uh, in that era of the mid-90s when c- computers were first entering homes. You know, I was 14, 15 years old. I'm on that cusp of being a millennial and a Gen X, so analog childhood, digital adulthood. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things where when they first started like trying to teach people how to use computers, they wanted to make it more approachable. So they mm. wanted to include Comic Sans in uh, this one program called Microsoft Bob, mm-hmm. who was this guy in a living room uh, and his dog Rover. And they wanted to teach you how to use the computer. But that program came out before Comic Sans was ready. So Wait, wait. I'm going to yeah. stop you right there. Microsoft Bob, I have yeah. never heard in my life. It yeah. was this, what? Okay, it was like um, it was like a good idea that I understand why it was a poor execution. Like they were trying to teach people how to use computers because, like back in these days, like people could sit down at a computer without any context of how a screen like this should work. You know, yeah. so they were like, they were like, how can we make this like a metaphor that people can understand? So this program w- w- looked like a living room. And it would like sort your computer data like based on how your living how a living room would work, and so you were you would like click on some like maybe there would be like an actual trash can or like uh-huh. on the bookshelves that's where your documents are or whatever. Oh. It was like trying to teach you how to literally interface. With so a it's like it's like let's put this in terms that these people can understand. Bob, just your neighbor Bob trying to help. Classic you. Classic Bob. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay, I had no idea that that happened ever. Continue. It's wild, and I'm gonna um I'm gonna put a a picture of what Microsoft Bob looked like in the uh on our website that's linked in the show notes. Oh my god, I'm not even gonna Google it. I'm just gonna wait for that because I'm so excited. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things too that not everybody could use or have access to because it overran your computer. You know, computers had a lot less like. <laughs> ram and abilities even process the tutorial like even melinda even melinda (laughs) gates was like bill this is awful Ah, (laughs) melinda (laughs) i love that though (laughs) yeah um apparently the program like really sucked (laughs) so it was not effective yeah well and like it wasn't effective and also comic sans missed the boat it, it, the program got rolled out without Comic Sans. Comic Sans was like on the dock. Just like, like, wait, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> so then this guy, the designer, his name is Vincent Conair. I think I I did just watch Nicolas Cage's movie Conair, but I do also think that's how this is pronounced. <laughs> Vincent Conair like just had this font that he designed um, that he liked, you know? So he's like, what do I do with it now? It was like supposed to emulate like a kind of chunky childish comic book fonts. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was like, where do I just throw this away? And like, no, he didn't. When he should have. <laughs> right, and I believe he used uh, Batman comics and the Watchmen comics as inspiration. Oh, yeah. For oh, that's awesome. like, you know, comic books are so approachable. We can use this. But the ship sailed before it got let out to the world. Oh. Yeah, I think if I were to read a comic book that was written in Comic Sans, but like all caps, I might not even recognize it. You know what I mean? Maybe like italics as right. well. Right. If it says like pow, Sam, I won't really notice. But if it's yeah. like, you know, a couple sentences of dialogue, I'm like, what are we <laughs> that, doing here? That's comic sans. Yeah. <laughs> Conair said in an interview with uh, Eileen Strizver, Strizver of fonts.com, when I designed comic sans, there was no expectation of including the font in applications other than those intended for children. That's a direct <laughs> quote like, from the creator. He's like, that's for babies. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Microsoft decided to use Comic Sans for the first time in text bubbles in Microsoft 3D Movie Maker, which was targeted for children. Oh, Movie Maker. Yep. That was its debut. Throwing it back. I think that maybe they just were like, well, that's a font. Let's add it to our, our system font options. So in 1995, they included it as like as like a choice that everyone could have. On uh, 95 Windows. Windows 95, oh my god, is how you say it. <laughs> full, dis- full disclosure, 16, when Windows 95 came out, and I do very much remember making those, when you used to get by a printer, you'd get like a CD-ROM, a CD to put in the CD-ROM uh-huh. for, uh, mm-hmm. for like making your own holiday cards. And I had this one that had 101 Dalmatians on it, and almost <gasps> everything that I printed was in Comic Sans. I was like, this is fun. You know, but it was no. 16 and it was new. You've and then come so far. I've grown so much. You character have. That, yeah, that's called character development for sure. Now I consider Comic Sans the cockroach of Microsoft because it won't die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what happened after it was released as like a system font is that like a lot of people were using it because it was friendly and cute, I guess. But like people like graphic designers uh, quickly got really tired of seeing it everywhere, especially when it, for some reason, just historically, people get overwhelmed with this urge to use Comic Sans in, in serious correspondence. And that's simply not appropriate. So the mentality behind that, do you think that's just to like lighten things up? Is that a strategy? I think so. Yes. I think 
It's like, yeah. look at me. I'm cool. I'm approachable. I don't yeah. need I don't need serif in my fonts. <laughs> I don't even need hard edges. Not at all. Yeah, I I really do think it's just like approachable, but it's like it's too approachable. That's the thing. Is it's like you're doing too much. <laughs> so there it, in uh in 1999, two graphic designers launched a website together called Ban Comic Sans because they were being forced, like pressed, to use Comic Sans in one of their designs for a museum exhibit, and they were like, "No." Editing Christina here with a quick note that I have since the recording of this episode discovered that those two designers are in love and married to each other. How cute! The hatred. Their shared hatred of Comic Sans brought them together, just like it's been bringing communities together in hatred for 25 years since its inception. Oh, my God. Mike, I could see you doing that. Absolutely. Like joining forces with someone. Ban Comic Sans. They have a manifesto. Like, there's a full manifesto of banning Comic Sans. (laughs) Do you have a copy? (laughs) Oh, I can definitely share it with you. Yes. Oh, my God. I have looked it up and read it and went, "Mm mm-hmm, accurate, this tracks. That's so funny. Oh my god, there's also a website called Comic Sans Criminal. But we're that. here to help you. <laughs> That's amazing. So, okay, so I guess they were unsuccessful, though, with banning Comic Sans. <sighs> Just the fact that it exists, I think, is It does is still enough. exist. It's still an option. Yeah. It's not the best option, but it's an option. Yeah. So the real problem came with, uh, the like, the real... The dignification of Comic Sans came with the original Doge meme. If y'all will remember from the early days of the internet, that like yeah, sil- the the meme of like silly husky dogs, um, <laughs> like wow. with p- poor grammar, um, <laughs> using Comic Sans. Right? They just don't make them like they used to. I know, you know? the memes of yore were so much better. <laughs> Aww, yeah. Okay, I definitely remember Comic Sans being utilized in those memes. I- I think that that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, and and I think like other memes too. There's like this quality that memes and other like online content can have sometimes where it's like the jankier it is, the more like compelling and relatable it is. I think that's like the appeal of memes is it's like I I'm not an artist. I didn't use Photoshop for this. I used paint. You it's bad. It's like poorly <laughs> constructed. Yeah, that's so like kind I, of the point. Yeah, exactly. And I think Comic Sans is like a really intentional use on those kinds of memes to like yeah. draw attention to the fact that it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Not to be taken serious. Exactly. <laughs> In 2011, Microsoft re- released Comic Sans Pro, which included features like italic, small caps, and more. And oh, they, thank released, God. they released it on April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> but like they actually released it, but they're like, this is just a joke without. <laughs> Without, like, a joke. They're like, we've actually been really wanting to release this for a while, but we don't want to, like, we don't want to do it on, like, a regular day, because then people will make fun of us. (laughs) We don't want the backlash. (laughs) They're like, see, we're just joking the whole time, but actually, guys, we're actually doing this. We're deadly serious. (laughs) So, like, what, what do, what are fonts what <laughs> what like are some, fonts? What what are fonts doing, Mike? Like, what is a font supposed to do when you like pick a font? Font. What are you trying to do with that choice? They're supposed to convey your message, you know, in the best way possible. So it's one of those things where you really do want to pick a font that works with what you're trying to say. And there are 
thousands of fonts out there that are free for personal use. Some you have to, for, some are free for commercial use, but so many other options than Comic Sans to get your point across. You know, yeah. not everything has to be as serious or basic as Times New Roman, you know, or Arial. Those are the defaults. And if I may interject, as a designer of books, when I do receive edited manuscripts, I actually prefer for them to be in one of those two with very little design effort on the part of the writer so that it's Mm -hmm. easy for me to fix all of those things and make it better and choose a font that works for your message. And when I do receive a manuscript or anything along those lines that's in Comic Sans, I'm always flashbacks to Mommy Dearest. And uh, there's this scene where Joan Crawford is talking to Helga, her maid, and she's showing her the dirt ring from the potting, from the planting pot. Mm -hmm. And she looks at Helga and goes, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. And that's what runs through my mind when an author, someone sends me something in Comic Sans. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I think we've talked before, Grace, about that writing tip that if you're struggling, you should put it in Comic Sans to help you take yourself less seriously. Yes. We, we talked about that on the uh, Write Drunk, Edit Sober episode. It's like, well, you don't have to write drunk. You can also write in Comic Sans to yep. take some pressure off. It's just as silly. <laughs> yes. Just don't let the designer see it because they may judge. Yeah, it's change just it. rude. Yeah, send a designer a blank slate. And by a blank slate, I mean your beautiful long novel that you worked really hard on. Exactly. Yes. Visually a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if your font is your if your font choice is designed to convey your message, or at least like the tone of your message, then like what is that? What is the tone that Comic Sans brings to a message? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it it definitely it brings a. Uh, a lack of seriousness to what you're sending. So if you are trying to be fun and be jovial with things and you are trying for a comic book vibe, you know, you know, there's other comic <laughs> font options out there that are sans serif, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that kind of close to match it. I just feel like at this point, there is such a stigma r- related to comic sans that even if we're using it, even if you're like an, Maybe this isn't true. I was going to say that even if you're like an elementary school teacher and you're using Comic Sans and all your stuff, like I could see how that would be appropriate. But like, I even feel like elementary schoolers would make fun of you. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're so advanced now. now. They're so advanced. They can unlock their parents' phones. Uh, They have their own phones. Who am I kidding? Exactly. (laughs) Like you said, Grace, regardless of like, the merit of Comic Sans or like how you feel about it, there's no way to change the fact that there is a social stigma against Comic Sans. There literally is. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. It what whether you want it to or not, it says something about you. And what that what it says is I don't take myself seriously and I also don't really understand internet culture pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, some good options, some good alternatives. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you're just doing a regular communique, like an email, mm-hmm. keep that in Arial. You don't need to get fancy with that. Nope. Let your words speak for themselves. Agreed. Times New Roman. See, that's the thing is like, you're not the designer, so you don't have to pick a, any other font, yeah. you know, especially if we're talking about your book here. Keep it basic. Let your designer run 
free with their imagination. Yeah. Right. We'll get there. You focus <laughs> on having a great story. The designer will focus on making it look like a great book. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was beautiful, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> um, real quick, I have a couple like funny Comic Sans faux pas. Ooh, nice. Like really in a really inappropriate use of Comic Sans. Oh god. Uh, when scientists at CERN discovered the Higgs boson, Fabiola Giannotti presented her results using Comic Sans. The discovery of the Higgs boson um, oh, in Comic no. Sans. Oh Yikes. no. A Dutch World War II memorial was unveiled in 2012 featuring the names of Jewish allied and German military deaths all written in Comic Sans. Oh my god. That is very cringy. Yikes. Yeah. Who approved that? Vincent Canner or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, someone who doesn't take themselves very seriously and doesn't get on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> During the UK's great Brexit debate, the Conservative Party tweeted a message encouraging the parties to come together. And that, that tweet had been styled in Comic Sans. Wow. Uh, that was an angry intern. <laughs> there, I'm out of here. That this was an act of rebellion. Oh my gosh. Instead yeah. of like, instead of like, um, you know, like cussing out the customers and stuff as you quit your job, you instead just like publish a bunch of stuff in comics <laughs> <laughs> to ruin oh the business's God. reputation. <laughs> the best revenge. Wait, Christina, I'm flashing back. Okay. Remember when you sent me like an e-blast one time to check, like to review <laughs> Yes. And you sent it to me, and it was entirely in Comic Sans. And I was like, you are pranking me right now. What like, is what? it? It's not what? April Fool's Day. I was like, what is going on? And then uh, apparently, wait, what ha What happened? Like, It's that your your email program like couldn't read. The font, the font that I had chosen was like too fancy. Okay. Your computer or your like email program didn't have it, couldn't display it. So it was like, mm, closest thing, which arguably false <laughs> in tone i don't agree as like a business communication um so we quickly learned uh not to get too jazzy with those email fonts yeah they'll, okay. they'll default yeah so it just defaulted to comic sans and made you look yeah. very silly like an idiot <laughs> I, was, I was like this has to be a joke all right so where where would you where should comic sans go where does it go are you asking me? <laughs> I'm probably not the best one to answer. No, I think I think Comic Sans really works like Grace was saying earlier, that it can be used in like classrooms and for younger people. And maybe if you're making your own first ever comic book and you just don't want to look for something else. But I think as a professional setting and as adults, it should be avoided. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I think the couple places that you like would want want to use Comic Sans are like we talked about earlier, maybe helping you get rid of writer's block and uh -huh. take some pressure off of drafting. And then also there's anecdotal evidence that Comic Sans is easier than other fonts for people with dyslexia to read. Oh, but there are also other like specifically yeah. created um, fonts that are like for that purpose. But for people who don't have access to those fonts, Comic Sans. So okay. those are some places I wouldn't be mad about seeing Comic Sans. If I'm walking around a preschool or, or an elementary school, I, I'm not mad about comics. You know, it's like signage that is friendly to children, you know? Yeah. Opt for like anything sharper. Everything is sharper than comic sans. Yes. Agreed. And that's how you book. 
This episode was written and edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at www.wildlingpress.com. 